Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready for, for the judgment day, my Lord, my Lord. I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready for the judgment day, my Lord. Ready, my brother? Oh, yeah. Are you ready for the journey? Oh, yeah. Do you want to see your Jesus? Oh, yes. I'm waiting for the chariot because I'm ready to go. I'm going to ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm going to ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready for, for the judgment day, my Lord. Ready, my sister? Oh, yeah. Are you ready for the journey? Oh, yeah. Do you want to see your Jesus? Oh, yes. I'm waiting for the chariot because I'm ready to go. I never can forget that day. Riding the chariot to see my Lord. When all my sins were taken away. Riding the chariot to see my Lord My feet were snatched from the miry clay Riding the chariot to see my Lord I'll serve my Lord till the judgment day Riding the chariot to see my Lord I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord I'm gonna ride in the chariot in the morning, Lord Getting ready, getting ready for the judgment day, my Lord, my Lord. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride in the chariot to see my Lord. To Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for a new day, for a new year, for Thy blessings upon us all. 
We pray that thou wilt remember us in this broadcast, that everyone may receive blessing from the word of God. Strengthen our hope and our faith. In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest Near to the heart of God A place where sin cannot molest Near to the heart of God O Jesus, blessed Redeemer Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Just before H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker, presents today's message entitled, New World Three. 
Let's listen to this prayer sung by Bob Edwards and Wayne Hooper. Raise me, Jesus. Raise me, Jesus, to thy bosom from this world of sin and woes. Let me feel thine arms around me, then my soul may know repose. I am weary with my burden, and I come to Radio friends, we bring you a message today entitled New World 3. In the Adventist Church paper, Review and Herald, one of the editors, Kenneth H. Wood, writes of man's forecasts versus God's foresight and quotes the Research Institute of America as declaring that between 1956 and 76 there will be no depression but several recessions. The four-day work week will come into vogue. One out of every two women will be employed outside the home. The divorce rate will reach a new high. 
people will be more neurotic. There will be little increase in the height of men and women. Life expectancy will reach 75 years. The majority of people will die of heart disease. Suicide will rise slightly. Money will remain the number one badge of success. There will be a great religious revival. Crime will continue to rise. He also quotes some statements made at a banquet celebrating 50 years of experience in radio and TV and electronics where Brigadier General David Sarnoff gave his version of conditions 20 years ahead. He said color television will be completely global. Jet-propelled rocket-type aircraft will travel at speeds exceeding 5,000 miles an hour. Mail and freight will be transported over vast distances by guided missiles. Famine eliminated from the world. The lifespan of man will be close to a hundred years. Some of these things may come to pass in the time yet remaining to the human race. Some of them may not come to pass. In fact, it may be that none of them will come to pass because we do not know how long this world will endure in its present condition. Whether we be pessimist or optimist, the scriptures counsel us, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, Proverbs 27, 1. Without a doubt, these human forecasts are based upon the premise that the laws and forces now in the world will continue, so the future can be predicted by what we know of the past and the present. In doing this, these wise men really link arms, as Mr. Wood reminds us, with the last day scoffers foretold by the Apostle Peter, who says, Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. 2 Peter 3, 4. While the Holy Scriptures say many very pessimistic things about the future of the human race, there is overall a great optimism. The Bible prophecy plainly predicts a third new world just ahead. You see, there have already been two worlds. Two new worlds. New World 1 was created by God in the beginning. In 2 Peter 2, 5, it is called the Old World. And in 2 Peter 3, 6, it is spoken of as the world that then was, which being overflowed with water, perished. It was a new world which God pronounced very good in the beginning, a sinless world, without pain or death. But through man's transgression, it became a world of the ungodly. That sinless world became a sinful world. Read about it in Genesis, the sixth chapter. That world was destroyed by the great flood, the evidence of which we find in the fossils of ancient animals which are dug up today. We must pass quickly now to the second new world, the heavens and the earth which are now, which are reserved unto fire, of which we read in 2 Peter 3, 7. After the great flood, men started with the second new world. With its lesson behind them, the human race again began to multiply and spread out over the earth. Although the old world was swept away, this second new world was not perfect after all. Sin was still here, and so it's called by the apostle this present evil world, Galatians 1.4. And Jesus prophesied, heaven and earth shall pass away, Matthew 24.35. The atmospheric heavens which surround this earth like a protective blanket will explode with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. You'll find this by the in the words of the Holy Apostle Peter, 2 Peter 3.10. Of that time, he says further, the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word, that is, the word which created the first new world and has sustained the second new world, 
are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. 2 Peter 3.7 This is the burning day or lake of fire referred to in Scripture. So we see the second new world will pass away according to the plain statements of Scripture. With the passing of world two will appear world three, new world three, or the world to come, Mark 10, 30. The Apostle Paul calls it the world without end, Ephesians 3, 21. And uh, John the Revelator in Revelation 21, verse 1, describes it as a new heaven and a new earth. Remember this, it was sin which doomed world number one. And sin is dooming world number two. But we may thank the Lord that there will be no sin in New World 3. Why not? Because there will be no sinners there. Wherever there are sinners, there's sin. And where there are no sinners, there's no sin. Sin is connected with personality, with character, with a will and rebellion against God. All sin will be destroyed in the lake of fire when sinners are destroyed there. This is called the second death, Revelation 20, verse 14. From these cleansing fires, New World 3 will come into being by the creative power of God. New heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness, 2 Peter 3, 13. There will be no Satan there. He too has ceased to be. This was a part of the mission of Jesus who came to this world not only to save sinners, but to destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Hebrews 2.14 New World 1 was a world of light which slowly changed into one of darkness. New World 2 is a world of twilight which is fast darkening into midnight. New World 3 will be a world of light, spiritually speaking, and will never know darkness. And the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2.14 New World 3 will be God's eternal kingdom under the whole heaven. Daniel 7.27 it will be peopled by the redeemed of all ages, the survivors saved by grace and made immortal by the power of God. Isaiah 51:11. The redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. These will be the redeemed brought over from world one and world two. Now, the only way anyone from world one could pass over into world two was by the ark in which eight persons survived. And the only way in which anyone can pass from world one or world two into world three is by Christ, who is the true ark of safety. Now, in simple words, what does it mean to be in Christ? It's quite clear from Scripture that it means the experience of the new birth from the old human nature into the new, accomplished by the creative power of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that he who is in Christ is a new creature or a new creation. We read in Romans 12.5, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. It is through the new birth that we become a part of the family of God. From all this we see that according to the word of the Lord, our attitude toward Jesus decides our destiny in the new world coming. Are we true Christians? If men could see us as God sees us, would they see us in Christ, born again, not by the will of men, but by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever? 1 Peter 1, 23. Dr. Howard Kelly, famous as a physician and teacher of physicians at John Hopkins University, was in the habit of wearing a button with a question mark on it. 
He bought many of these and gave them away by the hundreds. He used this button as a springboard for Christian conversation. A stranger would ask, What does that question mark mean, Dr. Kelly? And he would say, What's the greatest thing in the world? Knowing that they were speaking to a physician, some would reply, Health. Others say, Money. No. The great scientist would reply, The biggest question in the world is, What think ye of Christ? Then he would proceed to say a few words for his Savior, the great physician. Here was a man busy carrying the burdens of patients in a great hospital, busy with his cares as a physician and surgeon, busy as a teacher, but never too busy to speak a word for his Lord. Friends, if we are too busy even to think about Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord, we are indeed just too busy, period. Why not think about him today and open your heart to him, receive him gladly, not only as your teacher, but as your Savior and your Lord, serving him faithfully and enjoying his presence here in this world too, and at last forever in his new world three.
Now as we leave you, here is H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God, truth now and forever free. Have faith in God, His victory we shall see. Have faith in God, for the new world yet to be. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this program of ours has served to bring you spiritual strength for the day and for the week. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. So we say, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.